Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello and welcome everyone to AB Cinema. I'm your host Bailey and on today's episode of AB Cinema we will be discussing the She-Hulk Attorney at Law season finale and this is my review and breakdown. And so this will be spoiler filled so if you haven't seen it turn away now and come back after you watch the finale. So my initial reaction to this episode was that it broke every single formula that marvel has ever had or used it it really was something different and i don't I'm, i still don't know completely how i feel about it my initial reaction was this is pretty cool but thinking back on it i can see i can understand people's complaints about it so let's just kick it off with some of the easter eggs because this this episode was just one massive Easter egg, and once you see it, you'll understand it. Um, we got a new Hulk, sort of, which everybody kind of assumed that Todd was going to be a Hulk, and he was, eventually. Um, it had to do with the Super Soldier Serum, which she even said was very suspicious and weird. And... Yeah, it was it was different seeing him Hulk out and seeing him be this dude bro and I I don't like his character. He made me hate him even more in this episode. Hulk showed back up from Sakar in the middle of the episode and Titania also made an appearance. And it seemed like we were going to be getting this massive brawl between a bunch of Hulks and Titania because Abomination was also at this Intelligentsia convention. And, yeah, we, we thought we were going to get a massive Hulk fight at Emil Blonsky's uh, Hulk camp, or his uh, supervillain rehabilitation camp. But we didn't. Uh, Abomination was just the guest speaker at the Intelligentsia meeting, which... Pug and Nikki were actually trying to infiltrate and to find out more about. And so that, that explains why they were there. And then we have the biggest fourth wall break that I've ever seen with her breaking out of Disney Plus and going into the real world through the assembled documentary. And if that didn't make sense to you, or if you think that sounds crazy, it is crazy and it works in this episode. It actually makes sense. And they they make it flow with the show somehow. I don't know how they did it, but it was it was something else. So the first thing that she does is she goes into the writer's room, which is actually a fake writer's room with actors and actresses portraying the writer's room, and um, there was a cool interview that I believe Kat Coyro did, 
the director of the show, and she was saying that um, they they wanted to create something that sort of felt in line with how people talk about Marvel who work at Marvel and how they think about certain people like Kevin Feige. And we also, since we got the mention of Kevin, he seems to be very revered in this version that the fourth wall break that She-Hulk had. It, it was like how Marvel fans treat Kevin Feige. Anyway, for those that don't know, Kevin Feige is the, the president of Marvel Studios, and so this is a pretty meta joke when it comes to it. But she says that she wants to go meet Kevin, and so she goes through Disney Studios and finds Marvel Studios, and we get a glimpse of the, the Disney building with the Disney Studios building with the dwarves on there and the statue of Walt and all of that. It was, it was cool to see. Was weird i will admit that but it was cool anyway when she gets to uh, marvel studios she sees um she sees the receptionist matt wilkie who is actually a receptionist at marvel but has since been promoted he had she hulk sign an nda and which is really funny because everybody jokes about how the Marvel snipers are gonna are gonna kill you if if you reveal any of the secrets. And so it's been a long-standing joke with actors within the MCU for quite some time. So it was cool to see them poke fun at that. And then we get to see the showdown between the big bad, Kevin, and She-Hulk. Kevin, we find out, stands for knowledge enhanced visual interconnectivity nexus which is really funny because everybody thinks that kevin feige is like the brain trust of marvel studios and so it's this really funny joke that that it's an ai running the whole company and that he's a robot and i'm sure we're gonna get some memes about how we found out the true identity of who kevin is in this week's episode of she hulk and all of that. So it, it'll be really fun to see all the memes that come out of this episode. There are definitely going to be a lot of memes. Um, one of Kevin Feige's staples is his hats. He has these staples of hats that, that are all Marvel Studios hats for, for the most part. And anytime you see him, he'll have a hat on. And there's a little tiny hat over his lenses. And I thought that was a really funny homage to to the fans to say like this is essentially Kevin Feige, and it was it was awesome. It was really fun. And during this scene, we get a whole slew of references to other Marvel movies, projects, and this was essentially what D twenty three should have been. <laughs> and um, essentially, what happens? The first thing that happens is. Kevin says that she needs to change out of her She-Hulk form because they don't have enough for budget for VFX anymore. And so it was a pretty funny team and a funny job at Marvel Studios and the VFX complaints that we've been hearing about. And then when he says that, we also hear him say that the VFX team has moved on to another project. And then we hear the Wakandan drums from Black Panther. 
And I thought that was a, a really great reference. And then She-Hulk, um, she stands up for the fans for a minute and says, why haven't we heard anything about X-Men? Looks at the camera and then gives a thumbs up. So she's fourth wall breaking the fourth wall within her fourth wall break. It's, it's paradoxical and doesn't make sense for this part of the show. But I don't mind it because it's really funny. And so I thought that was a pretty cool thing that she did. And then She-Hulk breaks down the more Marvel formula, giving, trying to give us something more grounded in a lawyer comedy show. She takes out Hulk, um, makes it so that Todd doesn't become another Hulk, and which I, I think makes sense for this show. And I think that it, it was really funny just seeing her say, like, we don't need this. We don't need the Marvel Smackdown event of the, the series. It's not what we need for the show. It's, we need something that's based in the lawyer comedy element. And so it was really interesting to see that commentary. And you can already see on Twitter and social media and comment boards on websites that this episode is very divisive. And the commentary surrounding it is going to be really fun to watch. Um, fanboys are really loud right now. And I wouldn't call them fans. I would call them toxic fans. And it's sad because we've, we've seen these fans come out full-fledged force. And it's all I want to say about this is if you don't like a show, you don't have to defend why you don't like it. Other people can like it, and you don't have to worry about that. So just let people enjoy what they enjoy. So I'll leave it at that. Anyway, I did think that it worked for this show with her breaking down the Marvel formula and saying we don't need a big fight scene. We don't need Hulk fighting Abomination. And I thought it was great. It worked. And then she asks for Daredevil to come back so, because a woman has needs. And <laughs> It was a, just a funny, cheeky reference, and so I thought that was a great great line and a great addition. And then Kevin says that taking Hulk out of the plot prevents them from introducing a certain character. And we'll get to that in a moment. And She-Hulk says, save it for the movie, which seemingly confirmed a new Hulk movie is in the works. And so it'll be really interesting to get more of that in this show. Um, now moving on to that, that person that they were going to introduce, Scar. Hulk's son was now introduced in the show, and it was very spotty CGI. People comparing it to Shrek is now in the MCU. Uh, anyway, Scar is played by Will Doisner or Deusner. I don't know how to pronounce his name. And his work pretty much only consists of the character Joey Zarek from Stargirl. Anyway, this is really big news that we finally got introduced to Scar and are going to be getting a storyline with him and Hulk in the future. I'm very excited to see what Marvel Studios has in store for us when it comes to that. And it was a great setup for that. But those were all of the massive Easter eggs. And there's also a QR code on the She-Hulk writer's room door that you can see. And so 
that leads you to the spectacular She-Hulk. And number issue number 90, I believe, which was a 45 or 48 page issue. Uh, a massive comic book run. And you can check that out. And it should have references to the show and have her fourth wall breaks. And I'm sure there's a massive one in that comic. I haven't had the chance to read it yet. But it is interesting that they had that in their show. So my overall thoughts on the episode itself, it really subverted my expectations. I wasn't expecting to have what we had. The every teaser was really in the first like 10 to 15 minutes of the show. Or honestly 10 minutes of the show. Because we got a glimpse of the fight between Hulk and Abomination and Titania coming through the wall. All the the teaser that we got for this finale was really shooting for a massive Hulk out battle. And so I think it did a really good job at the subverting of expectations. And I, this fans hate subverting subversion of expectations. If we look at Star Wars The Last Jedi, that that whole entire plot was subverting expectations because JJ Abrams set up Luke to be this noble nomad of Luke Skywalker just in space on this island by himself and then Ryan Johnson came along and said no he's he's alone because he's broken and I thought that was a great way to subvert expectations I really enjoyed that and I'm excited to see how fans react to this because this is revealing the toxic fandom within Marvel so She-Hulk is essentially what Last Jedi was. This episode, at least. There were rumors of Kevin Feige showing up, and I wasn't expecting him to show up like this. I was actually expecting her to sit down in his office and have a talk with him and have him figure out how they're going to finish the finale. And we didn't get that, but that's okay. We didn't need to get that. Um, it was. I thought this was really great. It, it felt like a reference to Wally. That's the best way I could describe it, is it felt very much like Wally, um, but not as evil. Overall, I think this was a really fun episode, and it had me smiling almost the whole time. I was trying not to laugh during some parts because I was watching it at 3 a.m. this morning, but it was just a really fun time. I really enjoyed it. Would I have liked to see a showdown between the Hulk and Abomination? Yeah. I, I really would have, but this really isn't that show. This we we'll have that. We'll get that at some point. I'm sure Marvel will deliver on that. But for now, this is not this is a lawyer comedy show. And so we got a good satisfying ending to that. To meet that need. And if anything, the World War Hulk or World Breaker Hulk will move will address the heavy action that we were missing in this show. This show doesn't need any big spectacles. Like Miss Marvel, take that for example. It didn't, I, I was watching, or I saw a YouTube video pop up in my suggested feed earlier today, and it said Miss Marvel all powers, all power scenes. And it was only like 13 minutes long. And that was a six episode series with each episode running 40 to 50 minutes. That's not even, that's about a fourth of one episode. 
as she had used her powers. So take that for what it is, but I don't think we need heavy action in the MCU as much as we have gotten in the past. And I, I think character development is really important. And when we're just getting heavy action scenes, we're not necessarily getting character growth. And so and I stand to be corrected on that because I'm sure there are some fight scenes that are very emotional and very powerful, like the Killmonger versus Black Panther scene. And as much as I don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the fight scene between Ego and his son, Star-Lord, I think that those are very character-driven and character-growth fights. But I don't think we necessarily need that in the MCU all the time. In the end, we got a lawyer comedy show, and it was fun to have. I really enjoyed it. I'm really grateful for Marvel for what they did with this show. I hope that we get more like this in the future, and I'm excited to see what comes of this show. My final grade for this is a B plus. I love the subversion of expectations. It really, it really surprised me, and I loved that. I love getting these surprises. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the Daredevil showing up again. I enjoyed Scar showing up, and the almighty Kevin Feige showing up in the form of an AI robot was just funny and a great ending to the show. I don't think this is the greatest show of all time, and I'll say that for almost everything I watch, but I do think that this was a great finale for what it was. That's my review for the season finale for She-Hulk, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Let me know what your thoughts. I know this is going to be a very divisive episode, and so I want to know what you guys think of this episode, and yeah, just let me know your thoughts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram. And as always, keep watching movies.